did you know that embargo backwards is oh grab me? Now I do. And booby trap backwards is party boob. That I knew. You knew that one? That I knew. Okay. You know what else I know? What's that? If you type in eight zero zero eight seven <laughs> on a calculator, three, turn it two, two, down. It, it, It's boobless. <laughs> <laughs> you know when I found that out? I'm gonna guess third grade. Well, I was gonna say fourth grade. Fourth grade. I was close. <laughs> I was close. Yep. Hey, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osip Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of January. The year is 2019. Glad you can be with us across the way. As always, our producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Hello, Sean. Hey, Jack. What's happening? Uh, Just adjusting levels. Oh, is that code? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good? Yeah. I'm, I blow out the, the microphones and the headphones. Actually, you were too soft. Uh, really? Yeah. So wow, I'm just raising you just a little bit. That never happens. Yeah, so that's a, that. we'll put that one down on yeah. the date book. Yeah. So I hope everybody is having a fantastic uh, start to their 2019. Uh, as always, you can find us on uh, the web at osipfoundation.org. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash osipfoundation. Twitter is at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. You can always email us, which the address is uh, podcast at osipfoundation.org. Um, on our website, we do have the spot where you can click on it and submit your sportsmanship story so that you can uh, submit your story, and we'd love to have you on the show to talk about it. We'd, you know, that's, that's available for everyone. Um, you can always subscribe on iTunes and uh, Google Podcasts and Podbean. Make sure you subscribe, leave us reviews and stars. We appreciate those and uh, help spread the word and keep the conversation going. Now that I got all of that out of the way, we got some stuff to get to today. Um, you know, the first thing we want to do is update everybody with what is, in essence, no update on the Andrew Johnson story. Uh, if you listen to our last podcast, we were talking about the high school wrestler in southern New Jersey who was forced to cut his dreadlocks uh, in, in a, uh, due to a wrestling match and uh, the, the outcry that that created. Um, at this point that we're recording this and thus releasing it, there has been no update, major update to the story. Um, there was a uh, an investigation uh, launched by the uh, by the civil rights union, which has not uh, come out yet as being finished or anything like that. Um, the official uh, Alan Maloney has not spoken. Uh, there really has not been any significant update other than just like you know the press releases that the attorney would release saying like oh, our family the family's still distraught and this that you know stuff like that so there's really nothing of substance per se that puts a, a, a change on the story other than the than the significant uh, gravitas and, and importance that it was already uh, set out to have uh, in, from its get-go so um, you know if that information ever comes out we'll be talking about it again but uh, as of right now, there's nothing to, to get to. So I uh, just want to make sure that you know everyone's aware that we are doing our homework, which could not be said all the time when we were in school. But, you know. I, got, I just graduated from grad school in C- December. Congratulations. How much debt are you in now? Oh. <laughs> Don't answer that. Because, Forever. Because I bet that the, whatever amount you say, I'm in more. It, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I have no homework anymore. Good for you, well, buddy. No school homework, but yeah. yeah, other kinds of homework. Yeah, we both of us we work like, at home, like playing Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which I just saw Sean playing, and wow, is all I can say. Right? Uh, that's all I can. I, as I told Sean, I had no inclination to buy a Nintendo Switch or that game because I was afraid that if I did so, I would get hooked gonna, immediately. You're gonna get it. I got to get stuff done in my life first. Let me get a stable income going, and then maybe I will. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's important. All right. Let me. I just released an album. Let me try and have you know some semblance of a career, and then we'll get to it. You know, I'm I'm still just. You know, it's amazing. I'm, I have enough time for it. I was going to say. Well, but regardless, I make time. For you, it. Yeah. Then there's me. Awkward pause. That's fine. <laughs> so we did. So we talked about Andrew Johnson. Uh, a lot of stuff we want to talk about today is about the NFL playoffs, uh, which obviously have been happening at the in the first half of January um, as we approach Super Bowl Fifty Three. Two main topics we want to talk about today. The first one, which is a little bit smaller, is um, during the uh, divisional round game between the Chiefs and the Colts. There were some incidents of snowball throwing from the fans towards Colts players who were on the field. So it's not just like fans throwing snowballs at each other in the stands like, ah, ha, ha, I hit you with a snowball. Mm -hmm. No, this was literally fans were trying to harm active players and participants in the game with snowballs. Well, I would say necessarily harm, but I would say... Distract them. I would perhaps? say that. Well, and, and we they also could. I we mean, also maybe don't could harm. can't judge intent because for all we know, perhaps they were also throwing snowballs at officials. You know, yeah. If, if a call goes against the Chiefs, or maybe benched players. Maybe yeah. I mean, I it could, could have been anything. It could have been anything. The fact of the matter was they that were throwing snowballs it, into the field of play. Yes, and a lot of it was caught on tape and whatnot. And I believe Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, and it was in Kansas City. Uh, was caught on camera as looking up at the stands and basically telling everybody to use their brain and to stop doing such ridiculous things. So, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just a shame that we are still in a, a society that thinks that that's acceptable. I mean, and again, I don't want to bring up the you know the Philadelphia incidents of throwing snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus and th- you know all the stuff oh that goes God. on with that you know I mean we've we've all tried to move past that and whatnot but yeah I mean it's it's not an indictment on Philadelphia per se it's an indictment on fans in general that there is still a sect of people who think that this is okay whether alcohol is involved or not um, I don't know what we do about it but. We have to bring light to it to say, this is not okay. It's it is, it, you know, and you wonder why uh, less and less people want to go to NFL games. I know that they're you know that it's always sold out, and I know that people go, but the prices keep going up. And you know, for me, uh, I would never want to go to an NFL game uh, based on the price and the environment. I would be much more comfortable watching it from the comfort of my own home. Mm-hmm. You know, where I have a crystal clear television, mm-hmm. I have heat. Warmth, food, drink, all at my disposal. Uh, a clean bathroom. 
by definition and contrast. I don't know if my bathroom's your, actually clean. Your bathroom but... smells like chlorine. So, so yes, yeah. it is absolutely clean. Okay. I'm just saying maybe, <laughs> It you know. smells like an indoor pool. That, that makes me feel good because now I actually want an indoor pool. There you go. So you can say you have one. I can. Technically, you do. Yeah. You if just... you fill your sink up enough... That's technically a pool of water yeah. in your bathroom. And then I can splish splash in it like I'm a duck. You got to main the shade. Oh, my God. How did I not see this stuff? We're obviously in the wrong business. I am dumb as a rock. Let's go start our own, own, our our own, own membership. You can, buy a membership to my bathroom sink. <laughs> <laughs> you get it for like, you know, a season. And it could be any time. During any time of the year. Buy a membership to my bathroom sink is actually the name of my upcoming autobiography. <laughs> hey, by the way. Hey, what? Remember the remember when I jokingly said that you should name one of the podcasts The Sneeze? Yeah. And you actually did I it? I did, yeah. Where did that sneeze take place? Because I was listening to it. Right. And I couldn't find it. Did you did edit it out? No. I don't know. You're the producer engineer. I got. I know. I got to look back and oh. I got to find it again. But I'm so glad that I you did that. It. Oh, I did not edit it out. Oh, okay. It's in there. I <laughs> like, just got to find yeah, it. Okay. It happens so quick. Yeah. The sneeze. <clears throat> well, I know what we should name this one: the bathroom sink. Like, <laughs> what are these Seinfeld episodes? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> so the main thing we want to talk about today mm-hmm. is. From the weekend prior, from the NFL Wild Card weekend, uh, we had the game between the Chicago Bears, who were hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Okay. Um, in that game, the Bears lost due to a missed field goal as time expired. Um, basically, the the to set the scene, uh, Bears drove down the field with just a little bit of time left on the clock, set it up perfectly. Uh, they just have the kicker has to come in and kick this field goal and they win, and if they if he misses it they lose. It's not you know I think they were down by two, if I remember correctly. So it's not like if he makes it they go to overtime or if he misses it they go to overtime or anything like that. This is this is the game. Okay, mm-hmm. Cody Parkey is the kicker for the Bears. He comes out and the Eagles still have a timeout left. So as as our listeners may be aware, the common practice it's called icing the kicker. Where, as they're just about ready to set up and go for it, if it's the you know if it's a game-winning thing or something like that, you call the timeout and basically you throw off the rhythm. Exactly, you throw off the rhythm. You put them on ice and and make them kind of like sit with his thoughts for another thirty seconds. And you know, especially that you know the idea being you try and do it just before the snap so that the snap and the play still goes off, and he kicks it and it might go through, but the ref has been coming out signaling timeout, timeout. So you're like, what if he didn't do that? You know, the kick would have been good, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So in this case, they did that. The kick was good, but it had been nullified by the timeout. So they set up again, and Cody Parkey lines up, and he kicks it. Now, in retrospect, they did discover that the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage by a Philadelphia defender. Originally, they did not see that. But they did see upon replay that it was a tipped ball, which change, it doesn't change the outcome. It's just a statistical thing. So it's not like it goes under like he missed the field goal blatantly. Mm-hmm. The, the, the kick could have been good. And the fact that it changed trajectory just the teeniest of bits made, the, made it miss. And 
as Chris Collinsworth called it on the air, the Bears season ended on a double doink because it hit the upright and came down and hit the crossbar. And as if it, it, if it just dipped its way through the teeniest bit, it's good. It came back on the field. No good. Mm-hmm. Game over. Bears lose. Okay? Now, the reason we want to talk about this is because obviously this is a momentous thing for this this poor guy. Cody Parkey had a kind of a rough season. He missed a lot of field goals this year. And there were a lot that actually hit the uprights. Um, I think he missed four in a game at one point this year. I mean, that's how that's kind of the up and down season that he had. Um, you know, credit to him because as disappointed as he was immediately after and what he must have been going through in the locker room after the game as the press came down, he stood by his locker. He answered every question, um, which is tough to do. But, you know, credit goes to the athletes who do that. And God bless them for doing that. It's tough. But they understand the media has to do their job and write stories and whatnot. And, um, you know, I really think that it goes a long way when uh, athletes do that. You know, they, they, they screw up on the field, not like morally, you know, they miss the field goal or whatever, the, you know, they make an error, whatever the case may be. And they stand there and they, they answer every question. And usually writers appreciate that and talk more about, you know, the pain that he must be feeling rather than coming down on him like this guy's a bum, you know. So he did all of that. That's great. Unfortunately, that it was a one-point game. I'm sorry, not a two-point game. Um, now they would have won if if the kick was good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Cody Parkey and his family received death threats as a result of this. Um, I'm reading an uh, an article here by John Duffy or Duffley. I'm sorry. This is from FanBuzz.com. Um, it says here, uh, one point game. He lined up for a 43 yard field goal attempt that would have sent the Bears on. Snap went down. Kick went up and hit the left upright. Hit the crossbar and did not go through. Says here, quote, mistakes at work happen, but if you miss a field goal that ends your team's season, that apparently entitles sports fans around the country to suggest death threats on your home, family, and your life. The unfortunate miss was Parkey's seventh missed field goal this season, and it was the fifth kick that had hit an upright after he miraculously managed to do that four times in a single game earlier this year against the Lions. Mistakes are bound to happen in a professional work setting, and if you claim to have never made a mistake in your life, then you either haven't been called out for making one, or you're a liar. After the 26-year-old's massive miss, which followed his three successful kicks from 36, 29, and 34 yards to keep Chicago in the game, Parkey took full responsibility for the loss in the locker room by simply saying, I feel terrible. After the game ended and Chicago's 12-4 season and NFC North Division title was over, uh, the onslaught on Parkey's life and family began. People around the country took to social media to criticize, threaten, demean, humiliate, and attack the 2014 Pro Bowl kicker following his first season wearing a Bears uniform. Some of the stuff here is now considered NSFW. Okay, I'm going to read some of the tweets that were sent out. And let me see if I have... I do. Okay, I have some handles too so we can call these people out. This one is from Big Dog. His handle is at Aiden Lubbs, A-I-D-E-N-L-U-B-S. And he says, quote, I hope Cody Parkey gets the worst type of disease 
and effing dies slowly and painfully. And I bleeped effing there. Okay. This one is from Brother Muzone. Handle is at Tempo Skills. Skills is spelled with a Z at the end. And he says, all of Chicago need to go out and find Cody Parkey whole family lineage and kill all of them shaking my head. This one is from Greg Boback. Handle is at Greg Boback. And he says, Cody Parkey can burn in hell forever. He is dead to me. I hate him. This one is from Romel Bolton, who did who his his handle is at row underscore smooth. And he says, quote, I will beat the blank out of Cody Parkey myself. Someone please slide his address. And I continue from the article to say, these comments, whether you consider them empty threats or not, are a downright disgrace. If you feel the need to threaten someone uh, doing a job that you can't even imagine trying to take up, then you have no right to call yourself a sports fan. Um, let me see here. The fact, uh, the, even the fact that it was tipped by Trayvon Hester um, hasn't stopped Salty Bears fans, as many have started a various have started various GoFundMe campaigns to buy out the remaining nine million dollars that are guaranteed of Parky's four-year, fifteen million dollar contract. Um, yeah, that's it from this article. So, right there, that's an absolute abomination and indictment on humanity. We get that you're upset, okay? To basically say that you... And let me, let me restate that. To publicly state such ill will on someone is horrendous. You know, and I say it that way because I can recall times in my life where I've been watching a game with a friend in the privacy of our own home. Okay. And something bad happens. And I remember my friend would get upset. And he might throw a remote. He might say things that are kind of similar to this, but he's doing it in the privacy of his own home. It's not going on social media. It dissipates as soon as it's out there. Literally only he and maybe me heard it, okay? We all have anger sometimes. We all have frustration. We all have to get it out. It's the equivalent of going upstairs and punching a pillow rather than harming your sibling, you know? Um, So I understand that, and I I think there's a place for that to, to let your frustration out. Unfortunately, doing stuff like this is not okay. Your thoughts, Sean? Well... I don't know too much about helmet touch football. <laughs> helmet touch, according to Tim and Eric. Oh, that's right. It's helmet that's, touch. Are, you know, we should contact Tim and Eric about the um, the passes to my pool. Oh yeah, known as my sink. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that they would. Or Larry David. Or Larry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they would go for it. You know what they would call it? Free real estate. <laughs> yeah, except it's not free. No. We charge it. No, exactly. There's a pool in the back. <laughs> um. So I, I think you know. Again, I don't know much about football, but I, you know, kicking a field goal is hard. Yeah. You know, like I, I know these are professionals and they, you know, they have, they should have an idea <laughs> at the very least of how to do it. Right. Otherwise, that's how they, they got there. They wouldn't have gotten there right. in the first place. But wasn't it from like 40 yards away or 40? It was 49? 43. I'm sorry. It was a 43. So it was almost halfway across the field yeah. that he was kicking this field goal from. And, 
judging by how math and physics works, the farther away you are from the goalpost, the harder and less likely it is to go through. That's amazing that you came up with that conclusion. Isn't that something? Yeah. And it it sounds like a lot of these commenters don't really know how physics work. No. Um, so, I mean, first of all, what you said is, you know, what you said before, you know, unless you do it, yeah. unless you can do it, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I know these are professional athletes and they're held to a standard um, of practice according to their skills and abilities. But it's a profession kind of just not just like any other, but it's a profession. Right. And in people and professionals make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and we don't know what was going on in Parky's life. Right. You know what? Again, what I mean, maybe there was a reason why he had an up and down season. Right. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I'm, and I'm sure he's not going to divulge the the per, the personal details of his life. And for all intents and purposes. Nor should he. I mean, this this kick could have been good. It was tipped at the line. Right. Okay. Hester so, reached up and touched it. So, speaking of physics, mm-hmm. one small touch could alter the trajectory right. of this ball. Not to mention, also, you're kicking a, a, an egg-shaped ball with points at the end in a end-over-end, backspin-type manner through the air. Mm-hmm. Okay? The physics don't always work that well. Right. Right. I mean, it's just like throwing a knuckleball. Exactly. You don't, you don't know where it's going to no. go. No. I mean, again, as a as a professional kicker, obviously there's a standard that you're supposed to, in terms of you know consistent mechanics, right. and you know, and again, I don't know too much about that, but you know, to it was just an unfortunate mistake that really kind of happened at the worst time, right? And um, it happens, yeah. But that's no, that's no reason to lambaste at the very least, lambaste and you know, hearken death threats upon him and his family. I mean, that's that's this is this is sports. Right. Sports are supposed to be fun. Entertainment. It's supposed to be. Yeah. It's it's this is this is asinine. Yes. To say the least. Mm-hmm. That these people would would say something like that, um, but I guess you know the you know not only to call these people out, but you know it's also kind of our duty I think as an organization to obviously educate people on it and maybe just maybe these people who said these things eventually realize what they said and. Maybe feel kind of bad about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have to remember that as soon as you click that mouse or that you know, press enter. It's out it's, there. It's out there. And, and deleting not, it doesn't go, make it go it's away. It's not coming back. Yeah. And, you know, it's I think Parky is taking it pretty well from what I've what I've been reading. Um 
And, you know, the best thing, you know, the best thing to do really is to just ignore these, right. These lunatics. Now, I mean, up to a certain point. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you know once, once you mention addresses and phone numbers and, and time to call the police at that point, then yeah. you restraining orders. Right. Right. And legal action needs to be taken. Right. But, but, um, like you said, I get it. Like people get upset if something doesn't go their way and, you know, but there's a fine line between being a passionate fan and being an overzealous fan right? to the point where it's harmful. Um, and this goes back to our, you know, one of the very basics of our organization in terms of, you know, who sportsmanship can affect right. um, the fan. And you got to look at this as a balance. You know, yes, you can be supportive of your team, but not at the expense of safety. Right. And of consideration for others. You know, and the other thing, too, to, to, to pull back even farther. Um, in life, we all make mistakes. You know, we all do things, whether uh, they were honest mistakes or lapses in judgment. Um, you know, we, we and we're, I, I mean, we all have consciences. Uh, con shy. See what I did there? No. We all have a conscience. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we all have uh, memories and experiences of things where, you know, I'm sure we would all like to go back and do things differently, whether it was a literal honest mistake or something that upon retrospect we shouldn't have done. I can, I, I, I my anxiety makes me think of those things all the time, you know, um, Things I shouldn't have said, things I shouldn't have posted, things I shouldn't have, you know, you know, all all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I kind of there's a small part of me that even kind of lives in fear sometimes that, uh, you know, something that I posted on Facebook back in 2007 is going to come back and bite me in 2019. You know. I mean, it's like the before and it's like the things that are going around now. Exactly. I did. <laughs> yeah. You look great, by the way. Thank you. So, yeah. Bond. In Bond villain. Turn, turn, no, you turn from Bond to Bond, Bond villain. villain. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's I've nice. aged gracefully. Yes, yes, you have. Yes, you have. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, uh, my maturity has gone the other way. Right. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think I have that Benjamin Button disease mentally. Except, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, you know, but but there's a lot of stuff like where I, I, I definitely feel like, you know, you kind of have to be on guard. Like, you know, listen, I I I play music for a living. OK, I'm I'm a professional entertainer. Um, you know, I run I have run two nonprofits. It's a it's kind of a public figure. Uh, I'm in seminary. So I also represent a church and a belief system. And. I'm afraid that, like I, and you're an umpire, and I'm an umpire. Okay, so I represent a, not just myself, but I represent a lot of different things, a lot of different entities, a lot of different organizations, and whatnot. And as clean as I think I may be, I still, you know, have some fear as to like, should you know, should I have gone back and been care more careful? And back in 2007, if I posted something that was slightly risque. 
you know, should I go back and delete that? Can I even get back far enough to delete that? You know, it's like I'm going to have to do a search on Google just to figure out how can I see everything on my timeline without my computer crashing. But you then know? that raises a larger question, should you have to? Because right. because because you know, I mean, okay, we were all young once. Exactly. And I mean, should we I mean, do we teach future generations to withhold anything that could be fun or be con- be construed as entertaining now? Well, look at it this way. I mean, to, 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 to make you look better in the future? Let's look at it this way. I mean, there are people that are doing that. Do you know how many times in this past Major League Baseball season, in the 2018 season, that as a player rose to prominence, someone in their past went back and looked at their social media posts from their entire lives, found things that were questionable, and posted them. Okay? Uh, The one that just comes to mind right now, Brewers pitcher Josh Hader. Okay? Who had a fantastic... Same spelling as Bill Hader? Yes. Okay. Fantastic season. Who's really funny, by the way. He's great. As Stefan? Yes. (laughs) New York's hottest club is boof. Um, (laughs) All-star season... Fantastic uh, pitcher, great lefty arm. He's going to be a star, okay? So he's in his early 20s or something like that. Someone went back and found a tweet that he posted from like 10 years prior where he was basically quoting a rap lyric. I I think I saw that. And the rap lyric included, I think, the N-word, okay? And this whole thing blew up into him having to apologize, saying that was I, I was young and stupid. That doesn't reflect who I am. And he had to go to sensitivity training because of something. Because he of did something he 10 did years ten, ago? when he was fourteen years old. Fourteen. Yeah, and he's now like twenty-four. So, I listen. I get your point. And I agree with it, that how are we supposed to be held accountable for things that we might have done when we were younger? I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course. I would, but, even, but, I would I mean, even make the argument that, you know, things that I did when I was 24 or 25 mm-hmm. were stupid. And I'm 35 now. I know, I know I'm an adult by the letter of the law at that point. But can I really, I mean, is my brain functioning properly at the age of 25? Is my brain functioning properly now? You know, I mean, you just, be, it's not, I, I would say it's not, but I'm more aware of what I can and cannot say or do. And believe me, with the stories that I've told you, my entire life is basically an apology for things that I probably should not have said because I knew I was going, I could have offended somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the, that is the bane of my existence. That is literally. That that's gonna plague me till the day I die mm-hmm. as as a public figure. So I, I'm you know, I'm scared that if I get ordained, I'm gonna have a kid from I went to elementary school with say, Oh, he's an ordained minister? Yeah, when we were in second grade, I think I might have seen him without his pants on. And automatically someone's gonna construe that. Mm-hmm. As bad. Well, look at what happened to um, the the new representative Alessandra Cortez. Right. The video of her dancing, mm-hmm. but that wasn't even bad. Right. That wasn't even supposed to be erotic. Yeah. Like these people are twisting it around. Like this is when she was in college, right. and she and it was part of a fun fun project of her dancing. It was um, 
what was it from the Breakfast Club? Right. Is yeah. that the one in, that was in North Jersey that closed down the club? No, no. From uh, maybe. Are you talking about the the club was called the Breakfast Club? I think so. That's in, that was in North Jersey. Caitlin okay. used to go to that all the time. Oh, really? And she she mourns it because it's not there anymore. Oh well, mm. well, well. Be that as it may. Right. So people were misconstruing this as some sort of erotic right. thing. And I'm like, well, it just shows her having fun. I mean, that's the, that's the point we've gotten to. Right. where People are misconstruing things from 10 plus years ago and looking at them like they're, they're, they're a plague. And, 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 and we shouldn't, because of what someone did or said 10 years ago, we should not take them as take them to their word today we shouldn't right. listen to them today exactly. because of the way they acted but 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 the way but they don't even know right. what the context was mm-hmm. that's how that's how that's how ridiculous this is all getting right exactly you know i mean you, like that just goes back to my point is what are you going to say to kids now you can't post anything fun you can't you can't do anything i mean look we were all stupid once I am now. We both are. Right. Like, and uh, the people have to understand that there's, there's such a thing as context. Right. When, okay, yeah, when I was 13 years old, I did stupid things. When I was 18 years old, I did stupid things. I did stupid things in college. I probably did something why stupid today. I, but why should, you know, why, how would I have the foresight? Right. In college, to predict where I'm going to be today, I, I you just can't. Before I came over here today, I stopped and got a bagel, and I ran into somebody I knew. Okay, mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, how you doing? Good to see you." I shook his hand. I said, "What's new and exciting in your life?" He goes, "Ah, oh, I got a baby on the way." I said, "Congratulations." Does he have a job yet? And he's like, and he's he's playing along with it. He's like, no, he's freeloaders, and like, and, and I and I went on this like minute long rant of, I hate these newborns who don't have jobs. They just think they can lie around and do whatever they want. And I'm in public, and now that we've had this conversation, you and me right now, I'm thinking, could someone have been in that bagel shop, mm-hmm. heard me talk about that, and tweeted tweeted out, and then. And, Ten years later, that's going to come out. Because I said that newborn babies need jobs the moment they're born. You know what the context of that is? The theater of the absurd. It's stupid. It's not meant to be serious. Right. My tongue is firmly in my cheek. All right? Yeah. I'll give you another example. When I was a professor, okay, Mm -hmm. One day, my office for my, for my job was literally right next to the backstage entrance to the main stage in our building. Okay. okay? And I had a dress rehearsal on that stage. And I was running back and forth between my office and the stage and whatnot. It, literally, it was literally a two-foot walk from the backstage entrance to my office. It was right across the hall from each other. And I left my computer on, and I think I had left Facebook up. And I left my door slightly open. So I was in the dress rehearsal and I said to a student in the, in the thing, I said, oh, darn it. I said, Alex, can you do me a favor? Go into my office. I left this in a filing cabinet. Can you run in there real quick and get that for me? He said, sure, no problem. He goes in there. He comes back five minutes later. 
thinking like that was way too long for this. I found out he saw my computer was open. He went on my Facebook and started doing things like changing my gender and my like orientation and things like that. So, yeah, I know it's funny, right? Listen, <laughs> listen, it's funny. I'm not arguing that it's funny. I, I know, right. okay. But the point being, is someone going to go on my Facebook and see that at some point that right. I'm listed as a female looking for you know anonymous sex with? People who do not identify as any gender or something mm -hmm. like that, whatever yeah. it was, this was this was probably more than ten years ago that, that this happened. Mm -hmm. And I had to say to him, "Listen, man, I find it just as funny as you do, okay? But someone out there is not going to find it funny, and that could cost me a job." Was he a student? He was. A, he was a student. Oh, uh. and he should. I mean, he shouldn't have done that in the first place. But the point being, a he's a kid who made a stupid mistake. And B, although I don't necessarily care, and other people shouldn't care, you know that's you know someone you know like now let's say that gets out and someone's going to call me out on it. Are they going to believe that story that I just told, or are they going to say this is a cover up? And yeah, they always you know, want to be you know conspiracy. You know, it's 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 yeah. No one no one takes the innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt approach anymore. No, you know, in in the court of public opinion. Businesses and, and people with public images have to distance themselves to save face. Mm -hmm. So, man, we really got off the topic with a lot of this. But it's also kind of related. What were even... Cody parking. Right. Okay. Now, here's here's the next step to that. Okay? We, we were talking about that picture. Yeah, Josh Hader. Right. Yeah. He, okay. He, yeah, he puts up one tweet of right. a rap lyric That's it. that involved that, okay. that included we're trying the, to reel right. it back in that folks included the N bear word. with us please and because he literally just Thank you. quoted <laughs> one rap lyric that had the n-word in it okay. the Milwaukee Brewers sent him to sensitivity training okay alright that stemmed from the Parky story right okay so now here's the follow up to the Parky story okay alright yep Cody Parky then made a guest appearance on the Today Show the Friday after he missed that field goal. So less than a week later, he goes on the Today Show, okay? Now, I don't know if, you know, he was asked to be on the show. I don't know if his representation said, hey, let's put you on that show to make you feel better. I don't know if he said, hey, can I go on the Today Show? I don't know, okay? You don't know who reached out? Exactly. Or we don't know. We don't know. it? Right, yeah. Okay. Um, but the interview was about five minutes long, and, you know, obviously the topic of his missed field goals, what was discussed, okay? Right. I'm looking at a, an article by Matt Urich from 247sports.com. Um, one of the co-hosts, uh, Savannah Guthrie, actually went as far as to call Parkey the MHP, the most humble player. And Parkey said during the interview, quote, obviously I'm disappointed. I let my fans, my teammates, and the whole organization down. I'll continue to keep my head held high because football is what I do. It's not who I am. Okay. Great. That's a pretty good... That's... Okay. Now, the problem is that right after that happened, you would not believe how badly he was ripped for going on the Today Show. Like, I, like, like even Chris Russo, who I, I, who, you know, I use him a lot for his opinions and to get, you know, banter for us to, to rip him apart because... He and other people have a complete lack of understanding of how reality works sometimes, you know, when calling people out on sportsmanship. And this was one of them. 
Mm-hmm. He said he, his opinion was basically you just missed the field goal. Shut up, get through the off season, come out you know the next year and do your job again. No one wants to hear from you. We all get that you you missed it. And I'm thinking to myself, you have no idea what the context was. You don't know who requested that interview. You don't you don't know anything went that went on behind that. So how are you ripping him? You're saying that this man who had just had his life threatened should have the wherewithal to say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't go on the Today Show. He's trying just to make sure that he lives, that his family is safe, and we're going to rip him for that. So there are 10 different tweets and slides on this in this article uh, basically ripping him. Um, so I'm going to go through some of them. Um, Adam Johns of the Chicago Sun-Times, who is, a, is noted as a level-headed writer in the Bears beat, um, had this to say about Parkey saying, football is what I do, it's not who I am. He says, quote, this quote stands out to me. I get it, but he is a football player. It's a fleeting occupation, one that players devote plenty of time to because that time is extremely limited if you don't perform. This seems to contradict the Bears, quote, be obsessed mantra. Just saying. So basically, because the Bears use the, the, the uh, mantra of be obsessed, to motivate their players and to bring unity in their locker room. They're basically, you know, this guy, this poor kid, Cody Parkey, who had his, his life and the life of his family threatened, says this, of football is what I do, it's not who I am, and automatically we're like, yeah, you're not obsessed enough to be a Chicago Bear or a football player. Okay, moving on. Slide number two. Um, this guy, Dan uh, Widerer, uh, handle at Dan Widerer says, quote, the Cody Parkey interview on the Today Show hasn't even started yet, but already the smile and wave into the camera portion feels tone deaf. Much, uh, much, much too early for a handing failure well victory lap. Just handled failure well. Um, this guy, this guy, Dan uh, Widerer is a Chicago Tribune writer and basically just said that, uh, you know, mimicked the thought of, yeah, just handle the failure well. You don't have to go on the victory lap that you're handling it well, which to me is like, you again, you don't know what's going on in this guy's this life. He's trying to pick up the pieces. Exactly. So, you, so you're going to basically just come out and say, hey, you missed the field goal. Sit down and shut up. All right, this one's uh, number three is entitled, The Other Players Probably Didn't Like This. This is from uh, Stacey Dales, who uh, is a reporter on the NFL Network. And she says, uh, quote, people are human. People miss. It happened. But this is one I would have turned down, referring to the appearance on the Today Show. Imagine how the other 52 men in that locker room feel seeing this and that stuff. This is a head shaker to me. So wait a second. Because he went on national television, you're saying that the other 52 men whose seasons are over because he missed the field goal, that he shouldn't have done this. The team, as a unit, probably had ample other opportunities to even avoid this situation in the first place, and they didn't do it. That goes back to the whole thing of when a coach tells me as an umpire that my one call blew the game for his team. I'm sorry, coach. We just went through a whole game. Your team had plenty of opportunities to make us avoid that one play. My call did not change the game for you. Okay? Number four is called, It is Time to Move On. This is from Julie DeCaro, 
who is from 670 The Score in Chicago, the radio. She says, quote, yeah, I'm 100% ready to move on from Cody Parkey. Just watched the, t- the Today interview, totally unnecessary. Basically questioning why he even wanted it in the first place. Uh, Say today's show wanted a good story and felt Parkey fighting through adversity would be a nice story. Um, in a lot of ways, it is a good story on a national level, but it further disconnects Bears fans with their kicker. Just seems unnecessary. Number five, it is not all on Parkey. Okay, this is from Mark Potash, who's another Bears writer. Uh, he, he writes in a tweet, quote, I'm not as irked as some by Cody Parkey's Today Show appearance, but I'm convinced Ryan Pace evaluates kickers like a GM who came from a dome team. At Soldier Field, you need a place kicker who thinks he's the quarterback, like Robbie Gould. You have to embrace that challenge, not just accept it. So basically... This guy's placing blame on the general manager, Ryan Pace, because he didn't sign the right kicker. So that so so it's his fault that Parky missed it. Number six is called Time to Just Let Go. This is from Brian Perez, uh, handle at Brian Perez NFL, who uh, writes for the Bears Wire. And he says, quote, Cody Parkey deserves a lot of credit for handling a tough situation with strength and courage. But to go on the Today Show and say football is what you do, not who you are, is a disconnect from the fans. Time to go. We get it. But some things are best left unsaid. Hashtag good as gold or Gould is referencing Robbie Gould. So let me get this straight. Because Bears fans don't have the ability to step back and realize that this is a game that they invest way too much in this, and their lives are now drastically different because the Bears lost a playoff game, this guy should not have the opportunity to heal. Yeah, I'm not even going to give that another men- another ounce of my time because of how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's called A Solid Joke. This is from Mark Strotman, who works for NBC Sports Chicago, handle at Mark Strott. And he says, quote, damn, Cody Parkey wins most honorable player. One more thing the Bears can hang their hat on for this incredible season. Okay, so let's just kick this guy while they're down. Okay, fine. Slide number eight here is called Hard to Think the Bears Are Happy. This is from Aaron Lemming uh, of Bear Report. Handle is at Aaron Lemming NFL. He says, quote, can't imagine the Bears are too happy about Cody Parkey's interview on national TV this morning. I've got a lot of things I want to say, but I'll hold off for a while. That said, this appears to have turned into a pity tour for one player and not about the team anymore. Again, okay, so you want to talk about winning and losing as yeah, a team. But they're blaming him. Exactly. For it. So what do you expect? Exactly. I mean, again, just absolutely ludicrous statements. Okay, here's a, here's a reasonable one. This one's called Why Not Tipped Ball Questions. So this is from Adam Hogue. I think that's how you say it, H-O-G-E. could be Hodge. He works for uh, WGN. And he says, quote, The Cody Parkey interview on today's show was more of a human interest piece about his character and how he handled the situation. And I get it. That's what they do. But how do they not ask him about how it was tipped and how he thinks that impacted the kick? Okay, I'll buy that one. Today's show is not a sports show. Okay, they're interested in the human interest story, not not asking those types of questions. Right. They probably should have. They probably should have, and they didn't. So I'll I'll buy that one. All right. And finally, the last one just says here the interview. Uh, let me see here. 
This is this is basically just says what he said on the show. He says, quote, as a kicker, you live for those moments. I was three for three before that and had a lot of confidence going into that kick. I went out there and my long snapper and holder did a great job. I saw the wind moving a little bit, so I said, all right, this is where I'm going, I'm going to play it. I didn't know it was tipped or anything. I just went down and I thought I hit a pretty good kick. Then I saw it hit the upright then the crossbar and surely it'll go in. Unfortunately, it bounced toward me. Obviously, I'm disappointed. I let my fans and teammates and the whole organization down. I'll continue to keep my head held high because football is what I do. It's not who I am. I don't understand how that can be construed as anything. As I don't care. As I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a yeah. man who is disappointed and heartbroken, who is dealing with death threats against him and his family, trying to pick up the pieces and move on. And frankly, anything, any opinion that does not recognize that, I, I do not have the capacity, unfortunately, to empathize. I'm sorry. And I, and I consider myself a very empathetic person. I do not have the ability to emphasize with someone who, who can look at a situation like this and not feel for this man and just say, listen, do what you got to do. You know? Yeah. I think the whole thing with, you know, the whole mentality of, you know, be obsessed or go home, that's not, that's not healthy. No. I don't care what profession you're, I mean, like, you know, we all need a break. Exactly. You know, like if, I mean, am I obsessed with music? I mean, I'm a musician, you know, I write music, I teach music. Am I obsessed with it? Well, there's, you know, what's, what does obsessed mean? Right. Is it a, is it a mental inability to extricate yourself from, from, from music making at any point in time? I'll tell you, when I finished grad school, I didn't want to see another piece of music for at least a week and a half. That's the way I looked at it with my album. When I, I just, I just did not have any desire to write for two weeks and I'm, I'm, and a lot of people were like, oh, don't you want to do it? I mean, that's what you studied. I'm like, I, yeah, I studied composition and scoring, but, you know, I need a little bit of a break. I need, you know, they, they call it writer's block. Uh-huh. You know, I need to ease myself back into it slowly, you know, by, you know, gradually surrounding myself with these opportunities. But speaking of opportunities, uh-huh. I mean, my, listen, my album entitled Opportunity, which is available for sale now on CD Baby, iTunes, and wherever else you can get digital downloads, and physical copies are available at cdbaby.com. Um, Highly recommend. Which Sean worked on and did a great job with, by the way. Um, so that came out the Friday before Christmas. The last thing I wanted to do is do anything with music. Until... Much less listen to the album. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's I'm not, sure music, I'm sure a lot of artists feel that way. It's now the middle of January. Just now am I getting back into arranging a piece. Mm-hmm. I played one gig that I kind of, you know, just kind of had to go through the motions through because it was a background type gig. Was that at... Uh, up in up at uh, Mama's Cafe. Yeah, in Mama's Cafe I got to get up there. Great restaurant. When's the next time you're playing? Uh, this Saturday, the 19th. This Saturday? Yeah. 5 to 7 p.m. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't care who shows up. I might get paid either way if I go. Okay. So <laughs> I sound terrible, don't I? Yeah. This is going to go on social media and people are right. never going to let me right. forget Sportsmanship. it. Sportsmanship. Okay. Sportsmanship. Um, yeah. It's just, it's this, uh, I'll give you another example since we, after, after music. Okay. I'm in seminary. All right. 
good chunk of my spare time, whatever is left of it, is devoted towards, uh, I'll, I'll say it as saying, searching for spiritual truth, trying to answer the questions of who I am and what am I doing here, you know, and all the things that go into uh, spirituality and, and religion and stuff like that, okay? It gets to a point where you read and read and read and study and study and study and write and write and write. And after a while, I just want to put the stuff down. Mm-hmm. And if someone says to me, you got to love this, you got to always want to be doing this. At some point, I want to eat. At some point, I want to sleep. <laughs> At some point, I want to watch TV. Right. You know? Yeah. I want to stay up till three in the morning watching reruns of Whose Line Is It Anyway that I've seen a million times. Or a Bond marathon. Or even that. <laughs> I watch those when I go to sleep. Oh, really? You know? Whose Line Is Now On Until 3 a.m. Six days a week. So, I have issues. <laughs> but anyway. You know? But but that's the point. Sometimes you just want to veg out and just zone out. You know? I don't have the capability of de- dedicating 24-7, 365 to one thing. Right. I don't have the ability to study three different things at one time. Mm-hmm. So I think that translates to sports. I yeah. mean, you know, at the end of a season, I mean, especially for baseball, and it's like what? It's a, it's a marathon. It's 10 months. You you, I mean, you report you're, you're, to spring training around Valentine's Day, and if you go to the World Series, you don't get done until the 1st of November. I mean, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Okay? You know, like I mean, I would if I was a professional baseball player, I would want nothing to do with it I, after I'm done. That's it. Yeah. I just want to. I'm I, not picking up a ball or for a like bat. A couple weeks at least. Yeah. You know, around Christmas I'll start again. Okay. You know, like I mean, these people need a break. Yeah. And to say that you know you should be a. I mean, first of all, it's pretty presumptuous saying you should be obsessed with this. Yeah. If you do this for a living, you should be obsessed with it. People are using these really extreme words all of a sudden to, to categorize different things. Right. You know, lash out, speak out, uh, you know, all these different things. And it's just like, you know, take a chill pill. Yep. Relax. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the forest for the trees right. here. You know, and and... You know, obsessed. You need to be obsessed with something in order to like. No, you need to be. You need to show an avid interest in it, mm-hmm. and you need to develop your skills to be good at it. Right. And that doesn't. I mean, there's something there. You know, healthy obsession, which is involving yourself in this activity for enough time to mean it to be an occupation you know what healthy obsession is as a baseball player or any athlete your body is your job okay so you're probably while you're in season or preparing for the season going to do things for your body to make sure that it is in the best possible shape you're probably going to abstain from eating certain foods you're going to eat different foods that are probably healthier for you and you're going to do a certain amount of exercise to make sure that your body is healthy and in the best possible shape for performance okay what that doesn't mean is that you're going to spend every moment of every day throughout the entire year trying to figure out what else can I do? What more weights can I lift? What more supplements can I take? Because that, that, you know what that's going to lead to? Performance-enhancing drugs. Right. That's where that goes. Or anxiety. Or anxiety. Because I'll tell you, I mean, the same thing with, um, if you look at, you know, the, the fashion industry mm-hmm. and what models have to go through to maintain a, a, a figure. Right. I mean, there's you know, a lot of them become bulimic. Yep. Or, or anorexic. anorexic. Yep. And, and, 
you know, that's that's really not that's not cool at all. Right. And and you know, that's why I'm kind of glad that you know these figures like Ashley Graham, who are plus size models, mm-hmm. are coming out, and they're saying, "Hey, look, you should be happy with who you are." Right. And and flaunt the beauty that you have right. already without going through these unnecessary and unhealthy risks that are plaguing the right. industry already. Yeah, what's the who's the singer? I, I can't. I, her name's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, who uh, Megan Trainer? Yeah, another great example. Mm-hmm. Okay, who has these songs regardless of the art value of their tunes? Mm-hmm. But the point of the songs are about. Um, you know, like what was that one all about? That bass, mm-hmm. okay. It's more about an appreciation of who you are physically, mm-hmm. rather than a constant comparison to others and what is wrong with you compared to the perfect right. body that you want. Right. Okay. Now, granted, we can all have goals and objectives towards what we want to do with our bodies for, you know, physical purposes. I'm sure that many of us would be like, you know what? I'd like to lose 10 pounds. You know, I'd like to be in better shape. But the point is, you feel better. Right. Not that you look better. Exactly. That's the point. Right. People forget that. Right. And it's because of the social media, Instagram models are, you know, taking these selfies and, and looking all hot. Right. But a lot of them forget do you feel good about right. yourself? Exactly. Not how you look. Is your body actually better physically because it is this way? Have you reduced the chances that you could develop a disease like diabetes or something mm-hmm. like that? You know, those are great reasons to go through this stuff. To you know, to avoid heart attacks and, and blockages, high cholesterol. High cholesterol right. You know, all of those different th- those are fantastic reasons to go through that. Not because you need to fit into a dress so that you can impress somebody. Exactly. Okay? And 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 I mean, I, I hate to get on this soapbox, but let's do it. Women and men, you're beautiful the way you are. Yeah. Okay? If you're a jerk, that's a different story. Right. You know, but your physical appearance does not necessarily define who you are. Yeah. Okay? And you can love yourself and accept love from others based upon how you look. Now, granted, there are certain things that you can do that might make people a little uneasy, okay? If you're uh, a 700-pound man, I probably wouldn't wear a Speedo to the beach. Is that is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's probably the extent of how I mean, far I'm going to go I mean, with that. Well, you probably, I mean, if you're 700 pounds, I think you've got bigger issues to worry about. And that's my point. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can physically get the to... The Speedo on? Or get to the beach yeah. without help. The, a flatbed? Without help. Is that, should, is, should all this awful. be edited we're, out? We're is awful. It? We're awful no, people. I know. I know. But, and, and now this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Right. Now will because, this come out? Because I make right. one joke about yeah. an absurd situation. All, yeah. But in all seriousness, I mean, you're beautiful no matter who you are right. or what you look like. And, you know, the, the, the fact is that if you're, if you're losing weight, like you said, to fit into a pair of pants, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right. 
And that's sort of an unhealthy obsession. Right. When you, if you're losing weight to save your life or to extend your life and to live a, a quality, you know, quality life, then that's that's a healthy obsession. That's fantastic. And this goes back to to sports because, you know, people spend the entirety of the off season, or not the entirety, but there are some people who have rituals. Yeah. And you know, some people don't start getting back into shape again till a certain point. Right. You shouldn't lambast someone because they're not doing it 24 seven. Right. It's unhealthy. Right. It's unhealthy for the person, but unhealthy for the people saying, right. You should be obsessed with, with this all the time. I remember I used to belong to a gym where they were so obsessed with their health that when Thanksgiving came around, most of the people were going to the owner and head trainer saying, like, what do I do with Thanksgiving? I I can't eat this stuff. This is all bad for me. And he's just like, yeah, you probably shouldn't eat it. If you want to have a small spoonful of mashed potatoes, maybe you can cheat a little bit, but don't do it. And I'm, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, it's Thanksgiving, okay? If I'm a bodybuilder, if I'm a professional baseball player, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat what I want on Thanksgiving. Right. It's Thanksgiving. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. I would have no issue with any professional athlete that I employ if he wanted to if he, like a, if I had a baseball if I ran a baseball team and my baseball players after the season finished told me I'm not I'll, I, I'm not going to do anything majorly physical until after Christmas. And I'm going to eat what I want on on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. And then after that, once the you know the the desserts and everything are done, I'm hitting it hard again so that I'm ready for spring training. You know what I would say to them? God bless you. Do it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. You only yeah. live once, man. Right. You know, take advantage of this time and enjoy these things with your family and your friends and your loved ones. There's going to be plenty of time. Your your health and your occupation are still going to be there when you return from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, if you, if you, and your love and the love and support from your family, yes, is still going to be there, mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing, right? And a lot of these fans who are saying these bad things about Parky don't realize, hey, he has a family too. Yep, he's got a life outside of football, right? And that's you know that I guess that that sort of all goes back to it. Like, there's more to life. Than just sports. If Cody Parkey can't walk down the street and go to the dry cleaners to pick up his dry cleaning without getting a death threat or some sort of random comment shouted at him, there's something wrong with the world. Shame on that person. There's something wrong with the world. Yeah. If that's the case. Yep. But, you know, I think the whole point of this is you you, got to divorce. You got to divorce, you know, your, I mean, it's not live or die. Right. The, the, the weather, and know, it's not live and let die, right? Yeah, whether you win or lose, the, I mean, it just really that. I mean, that's really the moral of the story. Yeah, is that these athletes have a separate life outside of sports, and we all have separate lives outside of our professional relationships, mm-hmm. and give us. The satisfaction of enjoying our private lives and our lives outside of our profession. Right. 
because it's the pretty much the only thing that's keeping us from going insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're already insane. I'm glad so. I'm playing Legend of Zelda. Yep. I'm glad it's a hobby. Yep. Let me have my fun. Mm-hmm. I need time to, you know, I'm gradually getting back into composing. Let Give me that time. Right. I just finished grad school, for yep. crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard that is? Yes. Yes, I do, because I went through grad <laughs> right. school, too, and I almost and killed someone, like, all right? Like, yeah. it just, you just got to, you know, give these people some time to breathe. Right. End of rant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I wonder how many people we've upset with this podcast and if, and if we're going to have to cancel ourselves. On both sides. Yeah. How many, how many apologies are we going to have to issue for the next episode? Anyway, if you'd like the podcast, yes. please, give us, <laughs> please give us five stars. Yes. <laughs> Man. Wow. You know, what well, was supposed to be a short episode turned well, into this. Well, I think this is a good way to put a bow on I it. I think you're right. I'm the first, and this time I said it. Yes, you did. Good for you. Because I got to get to work. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> well, this has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. We, we got a lot of good stuff done here. We got a, we, in, in just one topic, we covered so much. Right. And that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, so, Sean, thank you. And thank you. we will uh, we'll see everybody in February. We're working on a couple of awesome things. So uh, make sure you, you stay in tune and in touch with us and whatnot. And um, I can't think of anything else I got to add. You? No? Well... If we do, you'll see it on social media, and then we'll delete it. But uh, until next time, everyone, be sure to treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by Soundspring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.